They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation. Stop. It sounds like crap. What's going on? Am I, am I breathing into the mic or something? It pains me to say this, but it isn't you. There is some type of electrical interference in the room. Try turning off your preamp. Okay. Ow! <laughs> Shit! Shocked me. I figured that would happen. Then why the hell did you tell... <laughs> Never mind. What is that? Are you, uh... Are you picking up that... That static? What is that? Yes, but it's not just in the headphones. It's in the room. Is happening. Ugh, these pricks again. Seabot, what the hell is going on, man? Ripley, Ripley, are you here? Is, is that you next to me? What just happened? How did we end up in the fourth dimension, the lower fourth? I feel like Swayze from from Ghost right now. I'm like coming in and out. I don't really know what's happening. This is so bizarre. That is true, and you guys did catch me on my pottery day, so that's that's a perfect time for you guys to come into the lower fourth dimension as Swayze. Well, <laughs> no. I do know you, though. Man, well, I'm digging it. <laughs> you... I'm digging it. I say we're here. You know, we'll we'll fix this transporter pad later, Ripley. Let's just let's just play along. If I'm not mistaken, you are the gentleman from the Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind podcast. That, that is us. correct. The Slurred Kind. Uh, I'm I'm going to 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 assume that you guys are teetotalers. You don't drink, and uh, your show is no. about uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Absolutely. Total stitch in the Bible alcohol yep. ever. Yep. <laughs> oh, so what's going on, Spot gentlemen? On. Welcome Spot to the on. lower fourth dimension. Glad you could uh, appear through the ether. I, You know, this is the first time I've had a lot of guests on the show. None have just appeared. It's always time for a first, and uh, we like to make a good impression. So This is what happens when right. you buy your transporter pads at a garage sale. Exactly. The frugal shopper is the best shopper. That's what I always say. Hey, waste not words to live by, my friend. Oh, so what's going? What is going on? Now, neither of you are from the lower fourth dimension. Where are you guys from? What what part of this grand ball of a planet do you reside in? I'm over in uh, the Nashville area, and uh, Ripley. I'm just outside of Charlotte. I I was actually just in Nashville with my wife uh, for the first time just a few months ago. Loved it. Had a blast. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I'll tell you, this is like tourist central out here. Oh, yeah. We drove through there. We went through the you know the Smoky Mountains, went down to Georgia and through North Carolina and just a bunch of places. It was awesome. It was awesome. That's We didn't make Charlotte. Awesome. We were going to do Charlotte, but uh, that's our next trip out that direction. Yeah, you're not yeah, missing no. a whole lot. It's <laughs> a banking town. That's what everyone says. You know, we live in Chicago land and I live right outside the city, but people come here and they all do like tourist stuff and they have fun. And my wife and I go get pizza and they do all their, you know, see the bean. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The bean. bean. That's right. (laughs) And everyone's like, do you do that? I'm like, no, we never do that shit. No, no, (laughs) no, never do that either. That is true. Being in a tourist area is so different because, you know, I got here thinking, man, I'm going to be on Broadway all the time. And I got down here and I'm like, get these fucking people out. 
<laughs> right? Like these people, these people are driving me nuts. What's been going on in the world? Zbot and I were going to do a show, but since you guys are here, maybe we can uh, switch that up. Uh, anything going on in the world of the weird that you've been seeing lately? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny you say that because is it weird? we were just going over a few things ourselves. How crazy is that that I would just come up with that on the spot? <laughs> I know what, what a, a coincidence. Yes. Oh my lord. Well, hey. Ripley, why don't you uh, read off the headline of the first one that we were going to do before having this uh, awesome accident occur? All right. Well, we might as well start off uh, in the toilet, if you will. And we'll talk about <laughs> sloths being discovered in toilets in Peru eating shit. So the actual title of this story is We Discovered Sloths and Found Hell. And basically goes over these sloths that were found in Peru several times, 26 different instances of them eating basically out of a pit toilet. Imagine a Peruvian jungle and these Ugh. sloths coming into these latrines, swiping up poop and just shoveling it into their mouths. Peruvian mm. shit sloths are one of my favorite <laughs> things in the world that I didn't know exists. And now I do. It just ruins your whole mindscape of like sloths with these adorable little creatures. You know, they're even been like, uh, deified on Disney, you know, yeah, with I Zootopia. Can, I don't give a shit. I can fucking die happy now because I know that Peruvian. <laughs> so like, gross now. I can't even. You know, I thought that they might be in like <laughs> Ecuador, maybe, or somewhere else. But Peru, that's just where I want my shit slots to be. You know, that's just the perfect yeah. amount. So they, they, is that what their main uh, consumption is? They, they, they consist of that because I thought sloths lived in trees and came down at like yeah. once a, a week to pee or something crazy like that. Right. They're generally herbivores, but something about the, um, basically the second harvest, if you're a league fan of the, the shit that they're eating, uh, just appeals to them, whether it's the, um, the sodium that's in there or just whatever the vitamins, minerals from the unprocessed and undigested food just seems to attract them for whatever mm -hmm. reason. They really didn't figure out why, but it did happen quite a bit and they, they eventually had to shut it down just because of the fact that, you know, ingesting human feces and all this different stuff that's coming along with it is not going to be good for the sloth community and the jungle community as a, you know, um, as a whole. You don't say. And uh, could spread various diseases. So they, they put an end to it. But yeah, apparently they just loved shoveling shit in their mouth. Dateline 2019. Eating shit is bad for you, says experts. <laughs> and it turns out it, it affects your whole uh, whole family. <laughs> yeah, you just eat shit. Man, could you could you imagine <laughs> being a tourist going down and just saying, "Man, I'm gonna check out uh, the jungle," and they just happen to you know just decide on this part of the jungle, and this is the first thing they see? What do you what do you think their thoughts and impressions would be of uh, you know visiting a, <laughs> a forested area like that? Ugh. I mean, first off, if I'm going to a pit toilet in Peru, I'm probably looking down and like deathly afraid that i'm gonna see a snake or some shit popping out but right to see a sloth that's a whole new nightmare yeah that's uh that's funny but you know i read on here if you keep going it's apparently a mechanism that helps them digest a little bit is what i was reading as i read further down it was some kind of gi digestive uh you know reaction that they have mm -hmm. and that's why they do it and apparently several creatures do this uh you know i just like to think that cute cuddly ones don't but you know i guess uh, beggars can't be choosers here in nature so well rabbits are also known for doing this, so it is cute, cuddly creatures. They like to eat their own shit. Coprophagia I mean, is what it's called. Uh, rabbits 
uh, Peruvian Sloss and Gigi Allen, if you were a big punk rock fan in the eighties <laughs> and nineties. Uh, yeah. Uh, you must've done your research. We are big punk rockers here. Are you really? That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Me... We riff on, uh, our, our outro is actually a blink 182. Damn it. Eight bit intro. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. The, the most punk rock person I think, uh, ever to live had to have been Gigi Allen. And, uh, yeah. Even he wasn't living in a latrine, though, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I guess it's got to be one of those things, like you said, there's nutrients and stuff in it. Some animals, you know, you're dung beetles and you've got flies and stuff. That's their... This is such a fun fucking story. <laughs> you know, that's what they. I love it. You're right. They, they, they live off that, but yeah, the, the sloths aren't made to, to digest that and that alone. So that is just. I don't know. Right. They don't have the immune system also to fight anything that could come through this, like the beetles, you said, or, you know, these creatures that have been doing this for, you know, millennia. So it definitely could wreak havoc on their ecosystem, but it is still funny to think about a Peruvian shit sloth just sitting there swiping big old turds right in their mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're the one, I don't know if you guys remember the, the movie Ghoulies, like you go to sit down on the toilet and the thing comes up out of it while you're on it. Yes. There. You know, the, the uh, little the little yeah. monster guy that was in the toilet? <laughs> that didn't give me childhood nightmares, I promise. But <laughs> oh, man. That is funny. Think about, like, oh, you're yeah. going to Peru and you're asking your kids, like, what do you want? I want to see the forest. And, like, well, I want to visit the soccer stadium. And what do you want, Billy? I want to sh- see the fucking shit sloths, Dad. Can we go <laughs> see the shit sloths, please? You know, I bet the people who are in charge of, like, you know, the different, you know, habitats and stuff down there, if there are zoos near this rainforest, the marketing team can make a killing, man. They could have, you know, poo-sling and sloth uh, plushies. Like you said, the one that makes the habitats, if they want to make a realistic and true habitat, they they just got to, you know, they've got them already. Everyone's taking a dump when they're at the zoo. Take a a shit for their survival. Come help us out, you know. Oh, Either yeah. that or they could, uh, you know, import them into San Francisco and help start cleaning up the streets. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That is a good humanitarian uh, take on it. There's so many places you go that they allow <laughs> they allow the homeless to, to, if it's public land, they live. And there's just tent cities in those places now. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, not taking anything away from those people, but uh Yeah. We could you know, we some. have a lot of that. Where I'm from here here in Nashville. We have a ton of that. Like, I've never seen, uh, like, a homeless population as vast as the one that I've faced, like, since being here in such a short amount of time. You know, I've never been to the California area. You know, I've been to the Washington, D.C. region. I've lived up there, but I have never seen. It's, a, it's real, man. It's a real deal. So, you know, shit sloths aside, <laughs> I don't know what else we're going to talk about today, but it's- this might be my favorite. If you top that, I can die even happier. Because that's uh, I'm glad I'm glad we started out with that one. Yeah. So how are you gonna how are you gonna set the you know set mood? You gotta set the tone. Yeah. And (sighs) Peruvian shit sloths really set a mood that I'm into. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, the only way the only way to go is love life after that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. You know. Unfortunately, the only the only direction to go is up from there. There So. uh, well, where are we going? Yeah, so, where, where are we going next if we're going up? So if we're going up, I guess we'll go up a little higher to uh, the BBC News where uh, the... Oh, head- oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I had to get in my BBC mode. It would sell a kidney. 
for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping you're referring to uh, British bo- broadcast, yes. not the other BBC. Yes. But, you know. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the title here is I would sell a kidney for the baby Yoda toy. And I think that's an accurate depiction for a toy that has literally or I guess a character that has literally taken the Internet by storm here in I the feel, past few, few weeks. I feel personally attacked. By you choosing this as a topic, because I don't know if you've uh, seen on my personal Facebook page, but I was posting this yesterday. My wife does not think Baby Yoda is cute or interesting at all. What? <laughs> I know. What? I don't think How we're going to. She... I don't think we're going to make it. Is what I'm getting at. I think. Did you marry? Did you marry? Did you marry a Cylon? Did you marry a Cylon? You know what? Like she probably Battle would Star think Glass- a fucking Peruvian. Shit sloth is just adorable <laughs> though, but baby Yoda with his cooing <laughs> and awesomeness and his his little movements and stuff. Now forget that guy. Uh, what yeah. I have I have that's the first instance I've heard of someone not wanting to just adopt and run a school for baby Yodas. Yeah, like, that is oh I, my god. I believe that now in nine states that's uh, that is grounds for divorce. Just uh, <laughs> a no fault divorce of the, of the other party. That's the way it goes. <laughs> but this woman, so you said someone said that they're going to, uh, they would sell a kidney for a baby Yoda toy. Well, she's an Instagram influencer, so take that as you will. So it's probably more or less a publicity stunt. But yeah, she's apparently just in love with this baby Yoda character and willing to go to vast extremes to obtain a, not like a toy, but the actual like baby Yoda doll. Oh, wow. So she wants yeah, like a yeah. life, like like a sex doll almost. What the hell? I know they probably didn't say that, but in my mind, that's where it went. <laughs> say that's probably, yeah, I'd say that's, that's the link. Oh, yeah. It's interesting because running with this whole sex thing, but object sexuality is a thing. And people fall in love. Like, there was that woman that oh, married yeah. a roller coaster, and another woman has married a, um, I believe it was a bridge or a or uh, a peer, I don't remember. And then in the, in the news, like, a couple years ago, there was that woman that supposedly married a ghost pirate that's been dead for 300 years. So <laughs> Yes, we, we covered, covered that, that story. We, Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me and, yeah, on a previous episode, I don't know, Ripley, which, which, which episode was that that we covered that on? But we went into that whole thing. We dug deep in that one. Oh, yeah. It, yeah I that one, which one. But it, oh. that lady is definitely objectively nuts she is uh, yeah she's for, Cocoa Buffs, for sure. i love she that was, you said objectively was, nuts just to keep it pc <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's much more on it when it comes to that i have to watch myself <laughs> right 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 but uh yeah that was that is crazy but I think it's a little weird because it's more childlike i think it would be pushing the uh, the pedophilia post you know a little bit because he's so cute but i mean like you never know what she wants to do with it when she gets it when she gets rid of that kidney but i mean in her defense, Baby Yoda is 50 years old, so it, it's true. not pedophilia. That's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, That's, true. that's it, true. It's funny. You look at these influencers, and I always get a, cracked up when I'm, I go to like the Chive, and they'll have a thread on there. You know, you go to a page, and it's things that influencers have reached out like, Hi, I'm coming to Insert City, and I am an influencer. I'd love to come to your Insert Whatever be it a hotel, a restaurant event, and you treat me with like first class amenities to everything and I'll talk about you on my page and it cracks me up that most people are like, you yeah, know, go go piss off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, yeah. It's the Kardashian effect is what it is. Right. It is. Right. Yeah. 
But is it any different than buying the advertising? But it's a much less tangible thing when you're someone no one's ever heard of that just wants a free vacation. Right. If, you could, if you could actually say you're going to get X amount of clicks on things and that'll make sense. Uh, yeah. Instead, yeah. I've got 50,000 Instagram followers and I make it 400 likes on this post. Yeah. My profile was visited 14 times this week. <laughs> you know, but I got 50,000 people. And I get, I get like... I get excited if I get more than four likes on pretty much anything. So I couldn't imagine, you know, being just like like numb to the fact that you get like thirty thousand whatever plus likes or followers. I'd be and someone just be like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, man, I couldn't imagine that. Like that's just so unfathomable. I saw a video one time someone posted of I don't remember who it was, but it was someone that was a celebrity and they took their phone and they turned on notifications to like it would pop up on the screen. And then they posted something yeah. and it was like just constant. And they're like, this is why you have to turn it all off and everything, you know, because of course they're going to turn that off. But literally yeah, it was, I mean, it looked fake. It wasn't, but that's what happens when you get a million likes when you post, I took a crap today or I brushed my teeth or, yeah, you know, yeah. insert whatever that people go. You got that cloud. Of. You got that cloud. You got that following. They'll clamor to watch you brush your teeth. You know, it's kind of crazy. That is true. I, I can't imagine, uh, for better or for worse, what it's like to know that if I go out to eat, people are going to stare at me in wonder <laughs> or in anger too. A lot of people, because a lot of people around you, then they don't know who you are or anything like that. Uh, will be like, yeah, what a douchebag or, or a tool, and it's really not your own doing. Usually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it comes with if I had that type of status and celebrity, I would I would probably have to fuck with people just to maintain my sanity. Like go out to a nice five star restaurant, just start picking my nose in the middle of dinner. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> so people are like, What the hell is he doing? Keep you just depressed. watch the headlines roll in. Right. Ripley Scott was picking his nose. <laughs> right. It's funny. Big, big booger found. <laughs> Speaking of San Francisco, my wife and I were there a few years ago and we went to, it was Fleet Week, so it's just packed. Uh, you know, everyone's everywhere and it's moving around. So we go to this place and we go up to the bar to have some dinner and uh, we sit down next to, there's two seats next to these gentlemen and we sit down and we're talking to them a little bit. Hi, how are you? And in talking to them, like three or four people come up and start talking to him or ask for an autograph. So my wife says, are you someone we're supposed to know who you are? And he goes, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he goes, you don't know who I am. And she goes, no. And he looks at me. He's like, do you not know who I am? Like offended? Was no, like offended by no. I, like just smiling. And, and I go, I have no idea who you are. He's like, that's awesome. Bought us a round of drinks. We sat with him for like, I don't know, two hours, just chatting with him, talking and then uh, him and his buddy excused themselves to go to the bathroom, and they actually left. We didn't know, and they paid for our tab and everything. And, and did you ever find out who they were? No idea who yeah, it was. Who was? No idea. <laughs> Seriously. That's crazy. You guys did not drive you guys absolutely bonkers. It did for a while. I, I like, thought about it. I'm like, who? The, you know, after we left, you know, and I thought, I thought to myself, why don't I just ask the bartender or somebody? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I wasn't smart enough. Every, it's a lot easier to look back at those times and go, why didn't you ask this question or that question? But I was trying to be nice. Well, they were them. buying you drinks in your defense. So that probably is not true. That is true. Full mental capacity. <laughs> lemon drops, yeah. which were weird. I thought, that's a weird drink. <laughs> He's like, you guys want to rent lemon drops? That is bizarre. <laughs> when in San Francisco. Yeah, right? Yeah. Lemon <laughs> drops. 
But yeah, that's my my brush with that, where it's just oh, like man. I don't know who that's you funny. are. That is funny. You know, Nashville's supposed to be loaded with celebrities, and I have yet to run into anybody that I've even remotely recognized from anything. But then again, I guess that does hail from a, a country standpoint, because I, mo- I guess most of the celebrities out here are going to be more of the country, right? You know, right. genre. And I'm not, I'm nowhere near in that mindscape of like being, you know, ooh, so and so. You know, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head any country artist except for like Taylor Swift, and she's not even really country anymore. So, uh-huh. play cool, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. from from your yeah. unknown celebrities perspective it's got to be refreshing to kind of like just be treated like a normal human says um object or some status right. symbol and you know actually be talked to without some hidden agenda behind their actions yeah we were uh, we were eating one time at uh, a steakhouse uh it was actually lunchtime and scotty pippen sat next to us and uh, he didn't speak or anything like that, and we didn't speak to him. But, really? Yeah, but that was kind of cool that it was just like, oh, that's Scotty Pippen. What? And, that's crazy. Yeah, well, and it's also Chicago, so, <laughs> you know, uh, they're around yeah. here. Well, gentlemen, I tell you what, since we're talking about all this food now, because somehow Baby Yoda got us talking about food, I need to go grab a bite. So let's go to break real quick. Sounds good. We got we to go hit the replicators for a second and make us something, too. Well, I'm going to have, actually, I'm going to put Seabot to work. I'm going to have him find me a Peruvian shit sloth on eBay if they're available. So <laughs> at least I know what to feed him. Attaboy, Seabot. <laughs> That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit Rosetta Stone 
dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So, Baby Yoda, who doesn't look like a sloth, and a Baby Sloth, who does not smell like Baby Yoda, uh, is where we've been so far. More yep. more like, uh, I guess, influencers, which are kind of like shit sloths. So. <laughs> I'd say we're keeping very that sound. analogy is very, very fair. Very fair. <laughs> uh, so, where are we going next? Give me another one. I'm ready for another article or, or headline news, whatever you want to call it. So- all right. So the next one we've got here was really interesting. This one was super cool. So uh, I guess it's a perfect timing too for it because of the new James Bond movie that's been making yeah, the rounds. Yeah. You know, the new trailer just dropped. I just watched uh, it uh, the other day. Absolutely. It looks awesome. So the couple paid $100 for an abandoned car they found in a storage unit, which Elon Musk bought for nearly $1 million. And this is coming from a CNBC Make It. So this one is crazy. This one's kind of a, you know, one of those off chance, if, if you were this couple, you would never think in a million years this would happen. So basically, in 1989, a couple from Long Island, uh, New York, paid roughly just $100 for an unclaimed storage unit. And uh, little did they know, the object inside would end up changing their lives forever. When they opened it, it was basically, they found the uh, the 1976 Lotus Esprit sports car used in the filming of the 1977 James Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me. This was the notorious uh, car that turned into like an yeah, underwater. It was like the shell, the subcar, or whatever you want to call it, right? That's what they found. Yeah, in yep. there? it had the fins. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's like a the casting of the body uh, made into a sub. I actually, I lo- I love the look of those oldest 
you know, I couldn't sit in one if you paid me because oh. I, I'm <laughs> slightly larger than two of them, I think. But uh, yeah, they're, they're crazy <laughs> looking. That's awesome. I I, I remember that movie. That's crazy. Yeah, and they yeah they found it in a you know they went to a storage auction and found this car, paid a hundred dollars for this unit, found it underneath the tarp, and they didn't even know what it was when they bought it. They just thought it was kind of a junker car, and all of a sudden they have nearly a million dollar investment on them. Man, uh, even a junker car that seems like a decent turnaround, paying a hundred dollars for the thing, for the whole right. Unit. Well, yeah. It- and I mean, this is the whole premise of storage wars and everybody is probably looking for this type of haul, I'm sure. And because of these guys, now we have those shitty TV shows. So, yeah, Man. thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those shows are funny because they seem so like the, the people that are on them are these huge personalities, like the guys driving hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cars to go buy you know, the old man that's on the one to go buy storage units for next to nothing. It just seems so funny to me. Right. And then they get like very, you know, cheap when it comes to auctioning and bidding on things like, Oh, I don't want to go another $5. I can't afford that. Really? Right. Right. You're driving a Benz. I think you can afford it, man. I tell you what though. So a a buddy of mine's father, uh, he owns a company where they, they, it's a moving company, but they also do junk cleanup, everything from, you know, estate cleanups to just, you know, clean out garages, things like that. And they will haul stuff and you pay to have it dumped. And he goes, you would be surprised at stuff that people like, I don't want that. I don't want that. So he sells stuff at a resale shop all the time. He's getting arcade games and baseball memorabilia Uh. and all this crazy stuff. He's got a lot of really cool stuff. And I'm just like, it's crazy that it is true. One man's junk is another man's treasure. That is just a a fact. And you see things like this and it just comes up with it. And for everyone that would love to have an arcade game, uh, there's 15 people that would hate to have that sitting in their house. Oh, yeah. Mostly wives. Yes. Right. He's going to say arcade games that I've grown up with loving. But I know, yeah, a spouse would probably look at that in a completely different light and be like, get that shit out. That needs to be in your man cave. Now, I luckily have a wife that doesn't give two craps. So we have we have a bar in our basement and uh, we have uh, seven full size arcade games. (laughs) That is awesome. So she she you know she she lost points for the baby Yoda thing, but she's gaining points for the arcade. Yeah, allowance, now so. you see it's like you got to pick your battles. You pick them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Joby, you think you can right. fix the teleportation pads to just go directly to his basement? Yeah, what are you doing yeah, in the studio? You know this is stupid. I'm judging you guys now. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad move on our part. Should have just gone straight to the make basement. where we can make that happen for sure. Oh man, that that is true. That would be super cool. Yeah, so if you see two uh, two knuckleheads, you know, rumbling around in your basement, or hear any you know crazy sounds coming from there, I promise uh, you don't have a poltergeist. Well, I live uh, with just, a, you, I also live with the the robot that I live with, so if I hear crazy sounds, I usually just ignore them. So you're fine. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. We'll leave a that is very, shit sloth as a you know a present. That is going to be the 2020 yeah, housewarming gift of the year. I think people are going to be very <laughs> happy with their shit sloths. <laughs> absolutely i i just can't believe and i i do believe it though just getting back to the story that even even if it was a um a junker car how cheap some of these units go for you would think people would i I, you know what though i will say this was probably before those tv shows became popular because now you know a lot more people are showing up to these these events 
right selling them. yeah and, and you know i think this happened in 89 yeah. and i think the reason why it became relevant now is because of the cyber truck because you know elon musk he put out a tweet that said that this car that he restored and he actually did make aquatic and uh he did dub it the wet nelly which uh could have all kinds of inappropriate connotations but you know <laughs> I'll, I'll you know i won't i won't go into that but uh after it was restored and he 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 bought it and he did. He tweeted and said it was it was uh, homage to the creation of the Cybertruck, which well, uh, the if internet. Well, you look at it, it has that the front end is very similar. It's that huge, it is sloped, gigantic front windshield, and uh, yeah. and yeah. similar similar. And then it goes a little more angular on the back. But it is funny. It seems so crazy. But then you look at it next to uh, the Lotus, and you're like, no, I totally see it. I totally see yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's kind of why this article became relevant now, even though this happened such so long ago. But it's a really cool story. I thought it was very, very interesting. For True. Sure. And people love to love or love to hate Elon Musk, no matter what he does. And right. He, he's the real life Tony Stark. I mean, I love Iron that. Man, but like that, you know, CEO, mainstream personality that everybody hangs on his every move and sentence and smoking joints. I have a whole hand. I've got a handful of favorite eccentric billionaire, rich, you know, fringe. PM. He's up there. I know Ripley, you're going to want to shoot me in the face for saying Tom DeLong for the hundredth time, but I'll say it again. Tom DeLong, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely certifiable as well, but you know, he's done so much for the well, ufology. Well, look at Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong's daddy, as far as funding him, Robert Bigelow, you know, just, you know, pumping yeah. money left and right and, you know, multiple billionaire and, um, you know, doing the stuff that I would probably be doing if uh, I Absolutely. had that kind of money. Do you have that kind of back? Yeah. You know, I sit there and think all the time what I would do if I had the kind of funds to do it. Man, I would be going to almost every uh, Walker, skin, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I'd be going yeah. there. I'd go to all kinds of all the different paranormal and, you know, just just the hot spots, the hot spots of all the different, you know, places where <laughs> things like things like ufology really take hold. You it's know, like that Star, would be where I would. It's like I'd Star be. Lord in. Uh, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, yes. where he goes, oh. where he goes, I'm gonna make some weird shit. I'm gonna do some weird <laughs> I'm stuff. I'm gonna make some weird <laughs> shit. That's right. <laughs> like if I had that power, and that by power I mean money, because we all know that's what that is. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm talking about. One and the same. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. Oh uh, man, you got someone like Elon Musk, and I mean, he is kind of like the—he is one bad day away from being a supervillain, though. He just kind of has that—he uh, is that oh. feeling to him. I bet he has tons. I bet he has a herd of white cats that he just puts in his lap and strokes when no one's looking. <laughs> I bet it. You know, I have no doubt. I have no doubt this man has a bunch of those. <laughs> and, and it is funny to me. I not him, but people that are rich. I heard a story about. Kiefer Sutherland from someone that that worked with him and they're like it'll be like three o'clock in the morning and Kiefer Sutherland were like I want a 1963 Fender Telecaster and he doesn't understand why at three in the morning you can't just go get him a 1963 I'm just making that I don't know if that exists, yeah that but, item yeah but <laughs> uh you know because he has just had that life. He's been rich since he was born. His father was famous. He's famous. He's lived this just crazy life. And it's not him being a dick. He's just like, hey, I want that. And I'm eccentric, but that's just who I am. You got to be like, no, we can't. Uh, he's used to. We can't do that. That's not how the world works. Yeah, it is. And that's that's where Musk is now, though he's more of a self-made man. You know, he came up with PayPal and all these things. And right. You know, 
now he's heading up Tesla and SpaceX and you know he is an enigma. He is an enigma of a person, and I I can't get enough of him. I'll be honest, man. I think he's the one of the coolest, most interesting entrepreneurs of our day today, for for sure. Talk about you know? You know, love him or hate him, you can't take away the fact that he started many, many, many super, uh, super popular, super uh, performing businesses. That's a hard thing for, to ever have, let alone for lightning to strike multiple times over and over again. Although he didn't start Tesla, he no, bought Tesla, he took, but <laughs> he runs Tesla, uh, right? But uh, he took over. Well, for now he does, or whatever. There's a lot of talk about that. But yeah, when he he's not when he's not manufacturing flamethrowers, <laughs> boring company. There you go. Go to town or calling mm-hmm. calling uh, people pedophiles, like he called the the pedo diver or pedo whatever the the guy that was over in. I just saw he referred to one of the guys when those those children were trapped underground. One of the guys is a pedophile. Oh, the, the Chilean soccer. Or no, not the soccer team. Was it? Yeah, it was the soccer team that was under, and he was trying to help to get the children out. One of the guys were there. They, he referred to him as a pedophile and the guy sued him. And it was in the news this week that, uh, they found the claims baseless and they dropped the suit. <laughs> so oh money gets you whatever you want, I guess. Good for him. Go to town. Call everyone yeah, pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> like oh i God. said if that went if we went the wrong way we might have had our super villain or like one bad accident where he loses a hand and so he just gets a claw like that's gonna happen right <laughs> like a, a cyber truck accident so and he's true. just like well i've got it you know i can always see him being like the gi joe villain like cobra commander just like he like you said he's one bad accident like one facial scarring or something away from just like donning <laughs> oh, a metal yeah. mask and yeah. just saying fuck it i'm gonna take over the world you call me doctor rocky dr muscar from one from one top i could totally see that happening like you know you, you know see all the classic villains with the scar you know i could mm. see one from the top to the bottom of the eye and him just rocking it and it being his new you know signature look the public's like do you expect us to drive this cyber truck no world, I expect you to die. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that's the way it happens. Slowly uh, drumming his fingers together. Yes, that's the that's the that's the key. You know what? I'm I, I since you guys have given me such good stories, such as Peruvian shit slots, I think I'm gonna have to come up with my own. So let me scour. Let me scour the internet for a second. Let's go to break real quick. When we come back, I'm gonna hit you with something that's a little uh, hysteria fifty one ish. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. That's coming up on Hysteria 51. All right. Big shoes to fill. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to head out to Oregon. I'm going to get my NPR voice for this because this comes to us from I can't do it, but yeah, like, hi, this is NPR with a news update. No, I can't do that. But uh, <laughs> uh, Dateline, Oregon. Elon this is actually, Musk may call you a pedophile for that one. Right? This is from, yeah. <laughs> this is from two months ago, October 8th, 2019. Not one drop of blood, cattle mysteriously mutilated in Oregon. More cattle mutilations happening out on U.S. Forest Service grounds. And the thing about this is, is when this happens, it's just like the old school stuff where they say it was almost like it was surgically taken down and and things were cut off. Mm -hmm. No animal could have done this. And that's what makes them so crazy. 
It's at the Sylvie's Valley Ranch in Eastern Oregon, and that's where these crazy things are happening. Five young purebred bulls mysteriously showed up dead on the ranch over summer, drained of blood, and like I said, this that part, body parts precisely removed. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. What's your what's your over under on what's actually doing this? Well, you know, this this is actually another one that we've actually covered in the past. I think this exact uh, article, Ripley, I don't remember which episode it was, but we did, was it in in Oregon and this or was it in Washington? Uh, it may have been the same one. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I think yeah. So uh, I like like the article does state a lot of people just go straight to the whole you know alien abduction type mm-hmm. thing, and you know. I think with so many of them happening all over, I I wouldn't discount that. I don't really have a solid theory that I personally hail to in terms of like what's actually going on and why they're showing up this way and what's causing it. Uh, but I'm I'm open as I am to most things. You know, I'm I'm open to the possibility of that being the case. I, I'm interested in what you guys think. So I actually went to college about 150 miles away from where this happened. And I can tell you there's not enough smart people in that area to do something like this on their own. <laughs> so aliens. <laughs> well, if you're if you're looking to go help those people out, there is a $25,000 reward for information to help solve the case. You can just call them up. Okay. You know, they could use you. But it, it's funny how everyone jumps to crazy things like that. You're right. Like aliens, this and then the other. If I was the government and I wanted to test something... <laughs> Something like this would be a great way to do it. Number one, it could be a way to test out some weird yeah. weapon. Number two, it would also be a weird, interesting way to see how the public reacts. So now, I'm not saying that's happened, so don't come knocking at my door. But that's that's an interesting <laughs> uh, you know, way to it, – it's not a far leap for me to think something like that could be happening that is done by us or some other company that is testing things on animals – uh, and doing it illegally or on the auspiciousness of, well, they'll they'll think it's alien, so I'll get away with this. The weird thing, though, I will say this about these is when you look at the the carcasses, they look like a deflated balloon. the The skin and everything is. They do. All I was just about to say, they look like shrunken. deflated party balloons. Yes, that yeah. is something I hadn't seen before, and that is kind of a jarring picture. It's almost like like somebody actually developed like that microwave emitter from. Batman begins where it just zaps all the moisture out of everything, including like blood and just like dehydrates everything. Cause that's what it looks like is that somebody put this cow in a vacuum sealer and just extracted every single drop of moisture from its body because there's no meat left. There's, or at least it doesn't appear to be like you said, it's just kind of a shell of itself. Yeah. It looks like someone took a cow, took its skin off, and then put the skeleton, just the skeleton, back in the skin. Like, part of me wonders if it's on. a natural occurring phenomenon that might happen because it's happened so many times in so many places. I guess it's not people of certain items, certain organs. So, <laughs> you've heard of sinkholes? Well, this is a suck hole. We just haven't really <laughs> a worked suck them out hole. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> it just, just grabs yeah. onto your Joba, sphincter. Not, and not that way, Joba. <laughs> oh, you mean in a different? Okay, yeah. You know where my my mind goes. So. <laughs> Downtown Nashville. Downtown Nashville's got two or three suck holes, so that's the way it works. <laughs> per block. It's got many. My God. Quite a few. <laughs> this is one of those stories though that seems to pop up every few years. Even in this this article from NPR, they're like the same thing happened two years ago. 
And it's just the case that doesn't go away. And we have talked about it on our show before as well. And I, I thought it was interesting was some of the things that people said were precision cut. Other people, wildlife experts came in and were like, no, that looks like a coyote has been gnawing on it. Or that looks like yeah. vultures and they'll, they'll tear and it comes off clean sometimes. So that's hard to say, but you would think an animal decaying like this would leave blood in every kind of sinew just leaking out of itself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Lisa and I, my wife, we were going to Area 51 a few years ago. We drove out there in the middle of the desert. So jealous. It is like my next personal vacation. Just go to Vegas, make an excuse to go to Vegas, and then just make it a, a day trip from there because it's easy to do. Uh, but I want to so bad. That's so cool. Well, it's cool. And it, the thing is, it's all open grazing lands out there. So there's cattle that just are on the roads and things in that area. And we passed two dead cows. And so, of course, I pulled over <laughs> because it's of course. Of did you go to spec? Did you did you see the damn them? right? Were they similar? They were just dead. They didn't look. I, oh. <laughs> I don't know if they had died from uh, dehydration or, or if they were hit. They weren't hit. They were definitely weren't hit because they didn't have any damage to them. But even them, they're yeah. leaking out fluids and dripping and stuff like that. And it's very disgusting. It's very disgusting. <laughs> and definitely a different scene than what you see in these photos, though, from these alleged yeah. Yeah. Uh, mutilations. Yeah, you would expect like yeah. some sort of, you know, like for anybody that's been around a dead body, the bowels loosen and basically expel themselves after the bodies died. So you expect some sort of, like you said, bodily fluid excretion, something around a dead body and not just basically dried up balloon of a body somewhere out in the middle of the desert. I, I guess this is a terrible thing to say. I'm okay. If they're mutilating cows, I'm okay. If they take a person here and there, but if they start fucking with the Peruvian shit sloths, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get up and yes. I'm going to get very yes. upset and might have to start some trouble. <laughs> Viva yes. Revolucion! Yeah. Yes. So me and Ripley have this thing every time we bring up another accent, whenever we go into an accent, I somehow spill into other other ethnic cultures and I never stay on the one accent. It's like a morphing accent uh, spiral that I go down. I don't understand why or whatever. I just... You make a very quick Spanish to French transition. I'm not really sure. (laughs) I do. I do. I'm not quite sure either. And, you know, if I ever find out, I'll let you know. But, you know, that's where we are right now. Spanish to French. Uh. (laughs) Hola, oui, oui. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, I don't know. It just goes from one thing. I think we were doing a Swedish accent, which eventually just became German. And I was trying to do Irish. I have no idea. It's, It's like. I'm Swedish, gringo. Slap it to the base. Slap it to the base. Drain it to cow's blood. And all of a sudden now I'm doing, drain it to cow's blood. Like, what was that? How did that get, you I'm know, from Holland. Man, Isn't so. that weird? <laughs> A gold member reference. Uh, yes. That's, that's yeah, well, impressive. That was more of an Elon Musk reference, but yeah, you uh, know, that, that's what the character was based on. <laughs> But since we're on the topic, I, you know, I, I got to know because we, you know, we don't we don't accidentally transport ourselves into the lower fourth often. That's and true. the opportunity to be with, you know, some of our favorite, you know, podcast hosts like, you know, like on Air, on Hysteria 51. So I got to ask, I want to know your take on the whole I want to know your personal take on just the whole UFOlogy. Could this be a UFO phenomenon? What, what do you think in terms of UFOs? 
I'm a very big fan of the episode you guys had of the Fermi Paradox, and it's one of my absolute favorites. Oh, that I know was a fun one, yeah. It's great, and I know I'm getting away from you know our crazy no, articles okay. that we normally do. I'm just really interested as a you know as a personal fan. I want to hear as many perspectives as, as I can, and I just you know I'm very interested. Bill, no, absolutely. I'd love I, to hear your thoughts. I have a twofold answer on that, and I want to say the first one before I go to the second one. I think it is statistically, mathematically, and just impossible for there not to be life. Period. Yep. Life can be a microbe. If there's a microbe, it's life, and it changes everything that we understand. And I think that we're very close to finding probably that on the surface of Mars or evidence thereof in a very yep. short amount of time. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that came out in 2020. If not, it won't be too far from that. And I think that'll change a lot of the perceptions and things that people have because then life isn't just a a thing that's unique to Earth. The other aspect yeah. of that, though, then gets into have we been visited? Are things like that happening? And that is a harder shell to crack. It is. And a lot of that is there's reasons because I haven't been visited, like so many people say they have. And you put a lot of faith into what other people say. You have to believe or not believe in what they do. Um, I don't believe in the tens of thousands of things that have been forward that everyone is lying. I don't believe that. I think a lot of people absolutely believe wholeheartedly and are telling the truth in what they saw. Could they have been aliens? I don't know, because the vastness of space is a grand equalizer. The ability yeah. to travel and get here is beyond the perceptions of what we have right now with science. But then again, we also talked about the Kardashev scale on another episode, and the Kardashev scale is when you advance far enough you start harnessing the power of your whole planet your whole solar system yeah. your whole galaxy and that gets into things that we don't understand and we are still a young civilization us there's been billions Absolutely. of years before us who's to say yeah. that others haven't gotten there i think the problem is if they have and if people have traversed space and time they're probably not what we think of when we think of aliens yeah. Um, and that's not to say that there couldn't be, but I think it gets into more of a multidimensional metaphysical yeah. thing yep. like that. And the things we're seeing might be our own perceptions of what we think, because as humans, as adults, we fill in the blanks with the things that we don't understand. We do. With the things we do. We see a rock, and because it looks like a rock, we just say it's a rock, when it could be something completely different outside our perspective. Yeah, and I think that that's an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, and that's also me skating around it, because I don't know. Do I think that we're alone? Absolutely not. Do I think that we've been visited? I like to think so, probably. Um, that's just yeah. me saying yeah. that, because I have not had that experience. So I no, can't yeah. say wholeheartedly, but if I did, I would be a very big proponent fighting to make sure everyone understood what had happened. And I think it's good that there are people that are, that are uh, experience allow experiencers come to tell their stories without ridicule and stuff like that, because it's hard for me to look at a story and not make up my opinion. And that's yeah. for better or worse. And that's human nature. We tend to put our own spin on everything, so it's totally understandable. So what what's what is your what's your your take on it? Is it are they So they I been? am I'm like that makes me so happy to hear on your your end of things because for me, Joba Fett personally, I am like, you know, I, I, I hail to almost all the same beliefs that you just listed as well. And I I like to hail to the belief that mine's a little far fetched ish. 
foil hats on. If you, I think we're almost in this protected zone. I do believe out there in you know you know the galactic cosmos that there are you know more advanced civilizations, and I think like you do, like I think they may be of a different dimension, something that we don't fully recognize or possibly can't even recognize because we're not evolved enough to to see or comprehend. You know what I mean? We're in our own fishbowl, so to speak, or something. Or we or are. Zoo. A- a zoo. So that's my that's my theory. My theory is that we are in some sort of agreement throughout the cosmos or whatever that like we're in a protected area, which is why we, we don't see that many things, you know, happen and they aren't totally publicized. Like we don't wake up every morning and see like, you know, uh, <laughs> just a galactic cruiser fly fly by. I think it's Sorry, because it's... Earth's closed. Moose outside should <laughs> yeah, have told you. We're closed, man. <laughs> Come back later. Come back later. So I do. I think I think we're like in a protected area where we're not supposed to we're not ready yet. You know, we're in a Petri dish and we're like not like allowed to whole, touch us until uh, we're fully you know, mature. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's see exactly. what happens with these people. Poke them with a stick every once in a while. But other than that, leave them alone. <laughs> right. I think there are juvenile. This is what I think. This is another funny little you know belief that I have, you know. And it goes back to me just being human and human nature. You know, we have a tendency to we like to rebel, you know, you know, hence the fact that I love punk rock. You know, obviously, I like to rebel in my own way. But like, I I think that the ships and the sightings we do have are either a beings that are coming in, defying whatever laws are in place to keep them out. And they're like, ooh, we're just going to sneak in for a little adrenaline rush again. Maybe aliens, maybe aliens don't feel adrenaline rushes. I don't know. Maybe they do, but I think they're kind of like them some fucking Mountain Dew and Doritos straighten that out right quick. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I kind of have that belief that they're coming in from the outside where they're, it's, it's almost like, Oh, it's earth. Let's go to earth, man. You know how we're like, Oh, let's, let's go somewhere we're not supposed to. Let's go to Earth, dude. They've got like, like humans. Yeah, we're a backwater planet where they got to lock their doors when they drive dude, by. We're so. almost like in that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. But no, that's kind of my perspective on it. And I think one day when all the chips fall in the right place, I think, you know, contact will be made, disclosure will happen. I don't know when or, you know, but I think down the road it'll happen. And, and you know, I could be completely wrong and everything we've seen have been just a bunch of hoaxes. But I think in the same vein that you do that, I think we are it would be very close minded to assume we're the only living thing in such a wide, vast space. You know what I mean? I think one day that will come to light, whether that's the case or there are way advanced species that we don't know about. I do think one day we'll know. And, you know, it may not be now. It may not be. You know, but I think it's soon. I think like you do. I think in like 2020 or, you know, sometime later, it'll it'll come to it'll come to light at some point. I, I sure hope so, because uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, my body's ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, Man. gentlemen, uh, I thank you so much for transporting yeah. in to to my little humble abode here in the lower fourth dimension. If my listeners want to find you. Where do they go? Where, where can they get a close encounter of the slurred kind? Ripley, take it away. Where can they find us? So they can find us on any podcasting platform, you know, the Apple Store or Apple Podcast on Spotify, Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind. Also find us on Facebook under that same name or even send us an email, Close Encounters Slurred Kind at gmail.com. Very nice. You got anything big coming up? You got any uh, future episodes you want to talk about? What what topics you got coming up? Well, this has been the biggest one that we've had planned since September. So, uh, you know, other than this one, I, I don't know. Ripley, we got anything on the horizon? I think. Yeah, we usually, we're kind of like South we Park. Can. We deal with the uh, current topics, try to put something together in a short amount of time and, you know, just 
see what spaghetti and it'll stick to the wall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we usually that's put awesome. a sci-fi flair on it, make some pop culture references. You might be offended. You might not be. But, you know, that's what we are. It's what we do. Well, I'm offended. So I, that's just because you came to my home. And <laughs> You're welcome. Didn't bring me a Peruvian shit slot. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Next, next time, time. Next time. You know, you know, the, the door gift. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, don't forget, you can also check us out on Facebook. Just search Hysteria Nation. That's our group. Also, go to our webpage, Hysteria51.com. You can find links to everything, our Instagram, our Patreon, where you can get all sorts of goodies on there. You can get links to all the shows, all the places you can watch it. And you can also listen to us now on KGRA at KGRARadio.com. We're on Monday nights. Check us out on there. And... We're going to be doing some special episodes that are going to be just airing on there. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out, I guess would be a better way to say that, for that stuff coming up. And you can hear yourself on the show. Leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, that's 773-669-7277. But while you're you're jumping on things, like they said, search for Close Encounters of the Third Kind and give them a like and tell them Hysteria 51 sent you. Gentlemen, like I said, from the bottom of my heart, get out of my house, I think is the best way to put it. <laughs> Fire up that transporting pad. <laughs> yep. I think I got, I think I finally got it working. You know, uh, I think Seabot's tweak actually worked. Yeah, so well, you'll see. This may, <laughs> this may be the one time that little guy has been reliable. <laughs> All right. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe Buffett. And I'm Ripley Scott. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.